0: What's going on, everybody? and Welcome back to Three Got Game. I'm your host Matt, and tonight I am here with my co-host, the one and only G John. G, how are you doing tonight?
1: <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, NFL drafts coming up. NBA players are ra- NBA players. NBA playoffs are ramping up. Uh, an exciting week of sports. I can't wait to have my heart broken or to complain about something about what the Packers do on draft night. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and. Before I talk about my how I'm doing, uh, as you guys know uh,
0: our other co-host Ryan is not here. While he did get married a couple of weeks ago, he does have his other part of the wedding, the honeymoon. So he's packing for that, getting ready for all that. But he should be back with us in a couple of weeks. So we'll be, so we'll fun there. Yes, yeah, sir. But I'm doing well, and G, while you're part party's being broken somehow. The Celtics uh, won yesterday. I mean, come on.
1: Ama- I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's it's just, it, I don't want to jinx it talking about it, but God, I feel like we can go to the finals now.
0: <laughs> God damn, why? Why do you have to say that <laughs> I now? know,
1: I, see, this is why you shouldn't have asked me, bro. You should have let me ignore it. Because you God, know what's going to happen. We're going to end up losing the next round. It's going to be all my fault. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah, happening. it'll be all your
0: fault. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be texting you, but. Yeah, for real. But yeah, it's been a good week. And, uh, and yeah, NFL draft coming up, NBA playoffs are doing real well, so can't wait to see what happens next. But, uh, but to start off, let's begin with the NBA playoffs, starting off with our Celtics and Nets. So the Celtics, they swept them. I don't know how, but we were both wrong about it. And oh, I'm so guy, happy to be wrong. <laughs> the only guy who was right about it was Ryan, and he has been giving us a lot of crap about how we have no faith in our team, Deservedly man. so. Yes, so so yeah, we're happy that Celtics won and can't wait to see how they do against the, presumably the Bucks next round. So, G,
1: your thoughts on that series? Dude, defensively, I haven't seen this look like... This is like peak Celtics defense what I saw in the first round. What you're able to do to two world-class scorers, offensive players in Kyrie and Kevin Durant, both of them, to stymie them both, the entire series is absolutely absurd. I know maybe but people you could point out that Kevin Durant scored 39 points yesterday, but he was very inefficient doing it. He was like oh, what yeah. 13, 13 or 31, you know? And missed a crucial free throw. I, I'm, you know, he he had to earn everything, and I felt a couple of times we had we had him saying no, Moss, because he just couldn't do anything for most of the series. He didn't even – sometimes in some games he didn't even bother shooting the ball as much as he should have. We were smothering him. Kyrie was ineffective, smothered him too. Marcus Smart was just doing a tremendous job guarding Kyrie. It's it's incredible, you know. And um, Jason Tatum is showing why he's, to me, he's a top-ten player in the league. I think it's unquestionable. I know people maybe got – uh, reservations about his elite status but I, I truly believe like I've always thought he was a superstar but I feel like this should be a slam dunk no doubt about it for Jason Tatum he's been amazing Jalen Brown's been great um I, everyone's just playing their role it seems like Al Horford mark smart we got uh Langford coming in uh Pritchard balling dude I want to say Grant Pritchard. Williams Grant Williams coming back looking good. I mean, it's been it's been amazing. I just, I, if we can keep this up, this level of intensity, the third quarter curse hasn't really hit anything. So, you know what I mean? So, if we can keep this up, man, I, there's no reason why we can't at least get to the finals, honestly, especially with Chris Middleton being out. You know, we're probably going to play an Undermanned Bucks team next round. But I'm going to hold my horses and not say anything and just hope that we keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, I agree. Like, we
0: definitely have the talent
1: to beat the
0: Bucks. Like, we have it. Mm-hmm. It's It just comes down to whether we execute or not. I mean, Tatum, like, he looked amazing throughout the series on offense and defense. Like, he played extremely well on Kevin Durant, being physical with him, getting up on him, making him uncomfortable
1: the entire time. I mean, and even – sorry, right. man, I want to I point this out real quick because you you mentioned Tatum. We've always had the talent. I feel like since, like, he's early came in, we've had talent the teams – but does it feel like he's finally made that step in the playoffs, like where he's consistently just playing well? Like, I feel like, you know, he's had performances in playoffs past, but this is the best I've seen him look in a postseason since he's been in the Celtic uniform on both ends of the floor.
0: Yeah. I think, I think not only him, but like you see Jalen Brown's improving. Yes, agreed. Like you see Grant Williams, like he's coming out of nowhere, making big threes and obviously being a st- guarding drain extremely well too. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you know Marcus Smart, like he's gonna do his thing. But I think the thing with him this series, I mean, I don't think he really should. Last game he got a little reckless, but yeah, he he's been playing within himself, like being that playmaker, yeah. taking the open three, and obviously yeah, on defense, like he's defensive player of the year for a reason. Just after game one, just completely shut down Kyrie, made yeah, just bullied him throughout the series. So so yeah, it's exciting to see. But but yeah, and I know a lot of people aren't really giving the Celtics too much credit because they're more focused on the Nets' uh, downfalls that include, obviously, Kyrie's media session saying, oh, we don't have much continuity. And yeah. I mean, well, I think a lot of it's on you, Kyrie. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason why, uh, why you demanded a trade out of Cleveland, uh, why the, Cel- the whole Celtics uh, situation didn't work out. That's why everybody in at C D garden was booing you because of all your antics and then now with the nets like like you're only playing half the year and even even like the year before the whole vaccination situation like you skipped most of the games because you had mental like you need a mental break from the capital riots. so yeah <laughs> like i just i just don't understand understand him but you know like, more power to him, do whatever he wants and then obviously the whole Ben Simmons situation as well. Like I don't know what the issue is with him. Like something's something's up with him. Like I I just don't think he wants to play. Like money I just is what don't. Think, doing. Well, yeah, he's stealing money. I just don't think he wants to play. Like I think he's too scared to to be judged. Too scared to play in front of a crowd. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Nets in the near future, but. Happy for the Celtics and can't wait to see what they do next round. Uh-huh. And uh, next we have the Heat and the Hawks. The Heat are up three to one right now on the <laughs> Hawks. Uh, they they are playing currently right now. It is tied twenty six twenty six in the middle of the second quarter. But the Heat don't have Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry this game, so so it could get. Wait, Jimmy the Hawks. Him? Yeah, Jimmy Butler has knee inflammation. Yep. Oh wow, I knew Kyle Lowry, but wow, okay yeah so, so if the Hawks win this one, I mean, gee, do you think they have a chance?
1: like no, honestly, <laughs> um, Trey Young has looked awful this series for the most part. I think he's averaging like nineteen points a game with being super inefficient. to me, like, you know, there's stars, there's superstars, and like Trey Young, I thought last year with his performance in the playoffs broke through that wall into kind of like that superstardom category. You know, he's like being like a, you know, top 15, top 20 player. Everyone has different like views. I feel like a superstar is a a guy who's capable of taking his team on a deep playoff run, which is like what Trae Young did. I mean, he took the Hawks to the conference finals. But like this year, he's just been stymied by that heat defense, has not been able to get it going. And it shows like his struggles a little bit. And also the team struggles because there's not anyone around after him that can consistently score the ball. You know, nowadays in this league, in the league today, you need to have at least two elite scores. if feel like if you want to be a championship contender, you know, you notice most of these teams that have like solo stars are usually out of the playoffs or like low seeds. And, Last year, I feel like the Hawks kind of played over. I think we talked about it. The Hawks, I feel like they overachieved last year because Philly collapsed. Let's be real. They absolutely collapsed. Yeah, I agree. They should have never made it that far. Um, but they overachieved, and then they were able to take a couple off the Bucks because I, I believe the Bucs had you know, injuries here and there that allowed them to... Yeah, Giannis was hurt two games. Yeah, he was, so it kind of allowed the Hawks to keep it interesting. But if you don't have, I think, a second all-star level score, like you're just not going to go far. And I think that's the thing. And the Heat are a tremendous defensive team. They know they just got to take away Trey Young, make him play left-handed, and nobody else can really step up and do it. So I don't even think it's going to matter if they win this game. The Heat will probably close out in Atlanta. And as long as Jimmy and Kyle comes back, at least, if not both him and Kyle, um, Kyle, they'll close it out in six.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately, my prediction for that series was so off. I thought the Hawks, with their experience last year, had a chance against Heat, but clearly they did not. But, um, but, yeah, the Heat, like, they are suffocating Trey Young defensively. Like, they are getting up on his growth, making him either shoot extremely highly contested shots or making him shoot from near the half-court line. Like, very low percentage shots. And, yeah, like you pointed out, G, like, the other guys, like, I mean, I know Bogdanovic had a great game. Game uh, two, I think. And then yeah. like Quarter, like he's had good games here and there. Same with John Collins. But yeah, they're not getting like consistent scoring from anybody else.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, actually, anybody from this series because Trey Young has been struggling. And, and so. that's the thing. They're so focused. They're just saying, make Trey Young work. And he's working. And they're not really worried about anybody else. Like, yeah, if some guys can get 15, 20 points, but like if Trey Young's not doing his thing, it's not really going to matter. They, like, it would have, I feel like it would have behooved them. Like, you know who's got an injection of life when we're going to talk to series? I think it would have really helped the Hawks if they made a push for a guy like C.J. McCollum, you know, an all-star level player that can get his own shot and get 20-plus points to put. I know they got Herter and all that, but, like, just another guy. I mean, look what it's done for the Pelicans. It's kind of opened it up Brandon Ingram a little bit more. Yeah, you know? true, true. So, they need another guy. I, I really do. If they want to take that next step, they need to yeah. compliment somebody, put somebody next to Trey Young to compliment him. Yeah. They need like, well, I don't think CJ McComb is a guy,
0: but I know what you mean. Like just another, yeah. it, another it, guy beside yeah. him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying he would take him over the top, but you know, it would definitely make life easier for Trey Young because that's another guy that you got to watch that can consistently get you 20 points every night. No questions asked. He's like consistent 22, a game score, a night score, that it's an all-star level player that you have to watch. Whereas right now, you know, they got a, some nice players, but not anybody that really strikes fear in the opposing defense. No.
0: <laughs> no, there's, like, no other guy they really have that the defense yeah. can, like, focus on as well as Trey Young. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, if the Heat don't win tonight, like, when Jimmy Butler comes back, he's yeah, so close out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, the next series, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors. Uh, the 76ers did go up 3-0, but the last two games, the Raptors have uh, beaten the Sixers uh, last game without Fred Van Fleet. Uh, Joel Embiid with the torn ligament in his right thumb, like how much will that affect them moving forward? And then uh, James Harden, like, I don't know. He he looks like he's lost his step. Like, he, It just seems like he can't get by anybody anymore. So, gee, Man. I mean, if there's a coach that could blow a 3-0 lead, it's Doc Rivers.
1: I've mean, done it 3-1 so many times. I don't. The only time Doc Rivers has not really blown leads is when he had the big three of Ray, Pierce, and Garnett. And that high-end level of talent, three superstars, I don't think would allow him to blow a lead no matter how inept, to, inept somebody could be at coaching, you know. To have three superstars at that level, I mean, those are three top seventy-five players of all time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think Doc is a nice coach, but I think he got a little bit overrated pl- because he won a championship with three top seventy-five NBA players. I don't want this to happen to him. To him, I like Doc. I really do. I don't want this to happen to Philly. I really don't. I think I, I do. Mean, I, I know, but like, I, I, I have a heart, man. I'd I feel awful if this happened again. But I'm telling you this right now, it's definitely going seven. Toronto's taking game six. I think they got all the momentum. And if they do win game six, like I think, I'm going to pick them to win game seven too. Honestly. Because you mentioned James Harden. He's, he's not a – I don't – you know, I was, I was arguing with one of my friends the other day, and he was trying to tell me he was still a top ten player. He's not. not and I think, that's, I think that's what people expected of him when they traded for him. You know, James Harden, the superstar. James Harden, the top ten player. James Harden, the top five player, the MVP candidate. That's not James Harden anymore. I, I don't think it's been James Harden for the last like, year and a half. He hasn't been that guy. He I, I You can't even – I mean, what was he last game? Four of 11? Yeah, he, had, he was like, terrible. I didn't see a box score, but he was bad. <laughs> he was like four of 11. He had like, I think, 11, 12, 14. he's bad. 16 points, 11 points yet. Like, no. Like, listen, Philly, when they moved – like, listen, they won that trade up by default because Ben Simmons didn't play. Like, they won the trade by default. Don't get me wrong. But, like – people i felt like when they made the trade i was saying like people need to temper their expectations of what they think james harden is now he's not that guy he's still an all-star caliber player but he's not a super i don't think he's a superstar anymore because he can't consistently perform like one he might maybe i i, I mean I'm, i don't remember the last time he had a 30 point game it's been I, a while it's I really been a long while you know and they need him to do that to advance and i don't think he's capable i mean you said he's lost a step he's, you know, he, I, I don't know if he's not being aggressive, or he's trying to, and he just can't make it happen. Oh, it seems or, like he's gained a little bit. I think he's enjoying the strip club too much now in uh, Philadelphia. Probably, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? But, you know, between Embiid's hand, you know, his thumb, and Harden not being what he once was, if Philly's gonna win this series, you know, it's gonna be Embiid doing Embiid things, and it's gonna be probably Tyrese Maxey going off before James Harden. That's how little I really feel of Harden. I think he's a solid like an all-star level player but like i'm not i don't know what to expect of him honestly if if he can give him one you know 20 plus point game with good efficiency you know and down to turnovers they'll win the series i just don't know if he's gonna do that so i gotta go on seven and then if it goes there actually i'm gonna say right now i'm going raptors I'm going to 7. Think, I think Raptors I'm going to go it, represent 7. The
0: first time a team blows a 3-0 lead and it's, I think it's n- happening, by man. none other than uh, Doc Rivers again.
1: I think it's happening. I don't want it to happen, but I think it's happening. I really do. Yeah, like know.
0: like you said G, like I like Doc Rivers. Like he was a coach of a Celtics. Wow, I think Kevin Garnett while wow, he had Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen on one team and anyone who can who has those three can win a championship but but I, but I like Doc so He's a good guy, like good, yeah. like charismatic. But, but yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Ever I mean, since we're not left we're saying Celtics, he can't it's... coach. We're not saying he can't coach. It's just that when you have three top seventy-five all-time players, like you know, like everyone's ripping on Steve Nash. I think Steve Nash could have won with the, with the big three back in those days. If he was co- if he dropped them in right now, maybe, yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. So. But...
0: But I won't feel bad if they blow a 3 0 lead, just because Philly fans are the absolute worst. And I just like Doc, it'll be, man. It'll be it'll be great to see them miserable. So, yeah. so I, yeah, yeah. I
1: just like
0: Doc. <laughs> He's still a good coach. He's not a yeah, great no, coach like, like
1: people say, but he's still.
0: A no, solid I do coach. like Doc. I mean, I <laughs> I know. I hope it doesn't happen to him, but it'll yeah, be funny just, to see it happen to Philly fans. <laughs> I, I so I you. gotta say. But um, moving on to the Bucks and Bulls, I will make this short and sweet. It's. 3 1 Bucks right now. Bucks are going to close it down five. No, I mean, Zach Levine's out game five. Game oh, five. And, that's it.
1: Yeah. I uh, heard him. Yeah. Giannis, football, so.
0: like, he's going to score like 35 to 40. He's going to be himself. And I mean, Grayson Allen, like, he's coming out of nowhere. Like, had 27 points last week. made seven threes, I think. So he's stepped up since Chris Middleton's been out. I'll tell you that right now. So yeah. So, so yeah. Celtics, like, you better defend him. You cannot leave him open for threes. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Giannis is going to be a handful. Like, he's going to get his, but if they can shut everybody else around around the, uh, Giannis, like Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, yeah. who else, like, I mean, Brooke Lopez, like, he's more of a premier guy now, so if they can just stay on him outside, like, like, I think they they have the potential to match up ball against him. I mean, whether they execute or not is a different question, but in yeah. terms of like looking
1: on paper, like you can't argue, like you just can't. Yeah, I mean this this series is over. Like you said, I think it's ending in five. I was a little surprised when the Bulls evened it up. How easily the Bucks just actually, I was kind of shocked. They dominated them back in Chicago. I thought it was gonna at least with Middleton. I was gonna be at least be two two, and it didn't even look like they belonged. I think they'll close it out. Um. Where, we talk, where I talked about Atlanta, how they wanted to, how the Heat wanted to do anything to keep Trey Young from going off because they didn't believe in the other guys, I think the Celtics should do the opposite. We just got to accept that Giannis is going to get his own. Do not let anybody else. Like, don't let Drew Holiday get in the rhythm. Don't let Bobby Portis get in the rhythm. Don't let Grayson Allen get in the rhythm. You gotta, I think Celtics should go into the mentality, I think, if and when, to my opinion, that Buck close it out, that, listen, Giannis is going to get 30 points. Probably going to have a straight for the series. Accept that. Do not let these other guys put twenty plus on the board and get comfortable and feeling confident. Yeah, but you know, it's going to be a great series and it's going to be bulls. And, I mean, bucks and five easy. Bucks and five. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: In this series, yeah.
1: I in agree. this series, yeah, yeah.
0: I thought you meant the Southern. I'm like, no, Man. no, no. no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, we'll make that. We'll sure. make that prediction later. But yeah. um, but moving on uh, to the Western Conference playoffs, we got the Suns and Pelicans tied at two two. uh, Suns aren't going to have Devin Booker for two to three weeks with the hamstring injury. And uh, ever since he's been gone, uh, the Suns, like, they've been very inefficient on offense. Like, they just don't have that guy they can depend on to go get a basket, like, create his own shot. And, I mean, I love Chris Paul, but he clearly is not in his prime anymore. And then uh, the other guys around, like, they're very good role players, but they're not guys you can depend on to get you. Twenty whenever you want. So, what do you think, G? Like, do you think Pelicans have a chance?
1: Second straight upset. I'm calling it. I'm going Pels in seven in oh, seven. I'm gonna oh, say oh. in seven. Oh. I think. I think they're gonna take one. I think they're gonna. I think Phoenix. I'm. I'm taking Pelicans to win the series. I think Phoenix holds serve tonight. Pelicans will win at home, and then the Pelicans steal Game Seven and Phoenix. I love the way they're, but they're playing with house money, man. They really are. I mean, Grand Theft Alvarado is giving this team juice on the defensive end, and the crowd, right baby, <laughs> he's been amazing. I mean, Bi is proving his All Star level status. I think he's had three straight thirty point games. He is playing to the... nobody like a You know, no one's going to call Bi a superstar, but he's playing like one. The series, you know, and if he and I think his confidence and his game just keep growing and improving now i don't see him slowing down and i actually think it's dangerous because cj mccollum hasn't quite found the range yet he hasn't been efficient from the field and if he supplements him which i think he will for the rest of the series that you know i think the pelicans are gonna steal this valentrunas has been amazing down low you know you add those three guys in and the role players are stepping up i don't think Chris Paul has enough juice in that 37-year-old body to consistently close for Phoenix, and nobody else can really get their own shot. Devin Booker was a tremendous, tremendous loss for the team. He was a guy you could just give it to you and be like, go get us a basket. You know, Chris Paul can do it, but he's a natural playmaker, and he's old. You can't just keep having him, all right, Chris Paul, go get us 20 in the fourth quarter, like he did one of those games. It's just not going to happen. I think he's going to run out of legs, and ultimately at I think what's going to happen is in the game seven in the fourth quarter, he's 37 he's years be old. Fatigued. Like he's going to be The he's, fatigue is going to get to him. Exactly. That's what I think. He's not going to have legs. His shots are going to be short. And I think the Pelicans are going to seal it. It's crazy to think about a, a 36-win team that was the 10 seed slipping it – or nine, I think. Yeah, there were nine seeds slipping into the tournament and winning the first round. But I really think it's going to happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think tonight will indicate a
0: lot, I mean – I know you said Phoenix is going to win and the Pelicans are going to win the next two games. Yeah, yeah. I think the little bit of the opposite. If the Suns win today, I think they'll close it on six. I think I know they. I know Devin Booker. Like he's yeah. a superstar. Like he's unbelievable. Like yeah. he can get buckets whenever he feels like it. But but I just think the Suns like they have enough to beat the Pelicans because I. While Ingram has played well, he has shown stretches of inconsistency. So, so I like to see if uh, if he can keep up that consistency, which I don't. So that's why I'm picking Suns and Six. I think for Ingram, like I think he'll play okay, but he won't score like thirty five a game like he has been.
1: Yeah, I so, hear you.
0: So yeah, I mean, I hope you're right, G, but I, my head, my heart just tells me I just think sons. They're just too good. Like, they have enough to beat the Pelicans. Well, I respect it. I hear you. I'm just going on a limb.
1: Yeah, Let's no. I,
0: I love it. Love Let's it, see G. see what happens. Yep. Yep. And then next, we have the Grizzlies and Timberwolves. Uh, they are tied at 2-2 right now. They are currently playing right now. Uh, Minnesota is up 35-28 with 10 minutes left in the second quarter. And, uh, and gee, we both said this. Like, we thought the Grizzlies would win, but – We wouldn't be surprised if we saw Minnesota maybe steal this one because talented roster and Carl Anthony Towns, he's a beast. Like like he can if he can stay out of foul trouble, like they can't stop him. Like Steven Adams, I mean, I like him, but he's not athletic enough for him. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., like he's not big enough for him. So Carl Anthony Towns can get get you like however he however he wants. And then obviously Uh, Pat Bev, like the heart and soul of the team, like making big defensive plays, uh, getting in opponents' heads, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell playing well, and some of the other real guys. I mean, Anthony Edwards, like he's doing his thing. I mean, I know he's been hurt, but yeah, but even in the first two games, like he played extremely well, and then uh, Malik Beasley. So, so yeah, Timberwolves, like they have a lot of good young talent, so. Do you think
1: uh, Timberwolves, like, could they pull this off? Like,
0: is it possible?
1: It's definitely possible. I'm going to go seven games again here, but I think Memphis wins in seven. I do think it's definitely possible, but, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like John Moran has to be more consistent that he has been now, like, I don't think he's playing to his, uh, level that he played in the, you know, in the regular season. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if he can just turn on that juice and play the way he's capable of playing, which I think he's going to, I think Memphis is going to win this series. But I love what Cat and Anthony Edwards bring to the table I think you know what you mentioned about Pat Beverly he's a defensive menace and he's given us some timely buckets too. Yeah. They're going to make they're going to make this super competitive. Super competitive. I wouldn't be shocked if um Minnesota wins but I'm going to go with I'm just going to go with I'm going to go with Memphis. I just think they're I think they're going to uh you know Just close it out. I think, you know, Desmond Bain, you know, their role players are going to step it up, you know, next to John Morant. And I think they'll close it in seven. But John has to step it up. I believe so far. He's had more tweets than field goals
0: in the playoffs. Hey, that's that's... I don't know the exact number, but he's had more tweets than field goals
1: so far. I'm looking at the numbers right here. He's shooting 40% from the field. 27 Even worse than three yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's not good like listen he's averaging 20 and a half points eight boards 11 assists like the stats look good but he's very inefficient and it's 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 like he's you know and he's and he's not I mean like I said he's underperforming comparatively to the regular season I mean he, he was a 27 point per, per game guy in the regular season he was more efficient than he is he's getting his 20 points but they're very very it's like empty calories almost, it seems like. He's just taking a lot of shots to get them, you know?
0: Yeah, no, he's his field goal percentage definitely dipped from the it, regular season by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, gee, I think, you know what? I'm going to go Timberwolves in seven. I think this is going to be an upset. I was waiting like, for you to I say think, one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Yeah. I think, one. yeah, I think, I think Minnesota can do this. Um, I mean, if they can pull this off tonight, and they're up 39-31 right now. Actually, I think they're going to win in six. Because if they win tonight, I think
1: they're going to close it out at home. Let me tell you something right now. If the Pelicans and the Timberwolves actually upset, you know who the happiest team in the league is? In the West, the Warriors. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Warriors are
0: going to be so stoked about
1: it. Oh, the Warriors, for sure. That would be ecstatic. Ecstatic.
0: Who would who would the Warriors play if they uh won? The it's probably
1: it's, probably, it's looking like Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Or, yeah, Dallas. Dallas. But I think Dallas that that's the next one. But I think Dallas is going to close that one out though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Moving on from the Grizzlies and Wolves, like you said, uh, Dallas is going to close out the Mavs, Jazz. Yeah, I agree. G like Mavericks looked too dominant last game, and Dominic Mitchell's hurt. So, and yeah. Luka's back, and he looks like he's back to being Luca. This this yep. past
1: uh, game. So I think Mavericks close this one out, move on, play the Warriors. Yeah, I think I think the Jazz missed their chance with Luka being out to, like, put a stranglehold on the series. I mean, they were down 2-1 when he came back. They barely escaped. Credit to Donovan Mitchell and Gobert for closing out game four. But I just think Luka looks like himself. The team's playing confident. I think they'll close it on six. And yeah. then we'll start hearing rumors about a split between either Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert in the offseason because this Utah team is not going to stand pat if they lose in the first round.
0: No, they're, Again. I think they're going to, yeah, they're going to start uh, moving some players, moving some big contracts. Like, for sure. It wouldn't surprise me if they try to trade uh both uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert. Right. I'm assuming they're going to let go of
1: uh, Quinn Snyder, the coach. So probably, I think they'll keep so Mitchell think... and then they'll move Gobert, but we'll see it wouldn't shock if they just went full rebuild. So. Yeah. I I think
0: they got, they got let go of some of those guys because with the way the roster is constructed, like you said, they, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So moving on to the last uh, Western conference series, the nuggets and warriors warriors are up three, one right now. They were up three Oh, but somehow lost the nuggets last game. Uh, but I still think the Warriors—they're gonna close down this, five. Yeah, this um, one's. Yeah, this one's pretty much over. Five yeah. games.
1: Yeah, five games. Listen, uh, credits to Jokic—he stole a game. You know, thankfully he's gonna—you know—for himself. As like he's not winning an MVP and getting swept in the first round. We knew they were under man going to the series, but I mean, it took a late game possession of Clay Thompson missing a wide open three that he normally would hit in the closing seconds of the game and then the Nuggets, you know, Jokic doing his thing to close it out. I think the Warriors destroy them. Honestly, when they play tomorrow night, I think it's gonna be a blowout. This game's it's over in five.
0: Yeah, and they're playing at home too. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah over.
1: it's over. Yeah, let's we, we'll accept yeah. the fact,
0: yeah, the Warriors they look like the favorites in the West right now, especially with the injuries going out, the Suns and then the Grizzlies like yeah. We'll see what happens with them in the first round. Not looking too, too bright right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, yeah, I can't wait to see the rest of the first round and second round of the playoffs. But we're going to move on from the, from the NBA to the NFL. The draft is coming up on Thursday, and uh, it is going to be very interesting just because it's so unpredictable. So I did create a mock draft of uh, the top 10 picks. But before we go there... There has been a lot of news of a uh, certain wide receiver, Debo Samuel, demanding a trade. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of teams are going to be interested in him. He's a dynamic player. Not only is he a great receiver, but you can use him in the backfield. And, uh, and yeah, he's just a
1: uh, – Green Bay, make he's... the call. You got two first-rounders, make the call. I, yeah, know the I, Niners think... I know the Niners wouldn't want to deal with you, but I guarantee you nobody gives him a <laughs> call. Make the call. Be like, listen, we're giving you an offer that no one's going to give you. I know you hate us and you don't want to help us, but just make the call, Green Bay. Gee, I hate to break the G, but it's not going to happen. I the know. But, or the
0: trade. so. make the damn so, call. Yeah, don't, so, yeah, don't get your hopes up. Don't even give, like, a, an ounce of hope, like you right. Not I'm, not, I'm not
1: even looking at this Darren Wall report that we're almost making too. I'm not. even Yeah, that's look at a, that. yeah.
0: Don't even look at
1: that. I'm not. No, I'm not like gonna you, do that either. I saw. No. I saw all these tweets. It's not happening. Not, not I'm doing gonna it. Tell you that <laughs> you told me a million times. I'm done. I'm not. No, I'm just really <laughs> like, why do you do this to yourself? I'm not doing it.
0: You're right. Yeah. So, so you think he's gonna be tra- Do you think Debo Samuel's gonna be traded or
1: what's gonna happen? Draft night trade or post draft night? He's gone. The Niners are saying all the right things. But when a player really doesn't want to be there, I think the Niners would be stupid. He literally came out, I'm pretty sure he said, he won't sign any kind of extension. You got to get something for him. Yeah, you got to get gonna, something. Yeah, they're going to get a lot for him. Like i I'm bet pretty you they, sure. They fleece Ryan's team. I bet you the Jets will come knocking. With a first oh, yeah, they're pick gonna, eventually.
0: Yeah, they're, they're uh, offering
1: the 10th overall pick to him. The Niners should accept immediately. Yeah. Immediately. They should accept. You're not going to get a better offer. If that's the truth, immediately they should accept. If he doesn't want to be there, say yes. Number 10, you can go many, a myriad of ways if you're the Niners. That gives him two first-round picks. If you want to take a stud receiver to replace him, you could. You know, or a potential stud receiver with these young guys. You know, you could. Just do it. He gone, though.
0: Yeah, I agree. He's going to be gone. It's just a matter of when. And for what? And no, it's not going to be Green Bay, GG. I, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. But, uh, but yeah, so back to my mock draft. So at number one, the Jaguars, I think they are going to select Trayvon Walker from Georgia, the defensive end. I know there's been a lot of talks of Aiden Hutchinson uh, pretty much the entire time the draft process began, but apparently the last day or two, like the favorite has been Trayvon Walker. Like they did, I guess they see him having a higher ceiling. And, uh, and obviously, Jags have so many position of needs, but, but I think it'll be good if they can get the best player in the draft. And I believe that's Trevon Walker, put him uh, on the other side, of, along with uh, Josh Allen. And uh, yeah, and yeah, that'll, that'll, be, that'll set him up for a very, uh, very good
1: pass rush there, right there. So, G, do you agree? I do. The only thing I could see possible, if they don't take that, they take a premium tackle to protect Lawrence, but I think the ability to line up an elite edge rusher next to Josh Allen is too enticing to pass up. You want to do two things in this league to be successful. You protect your franchise quarterback, or you can get after any quarterback. And I think they're going to – I think the probably the better pick or the more safer pick for them is taking one of these – pass rushers either walker or hutchinson and i do agree with you i think it's going to be walker especially with levin reading lately and he's going to be a stud so i agree yeah
0: i and uh at number two the lions are going to pick aiden hutchinson out of michigan uh another stud uh edge rusher out of michigan and uh and yeah obviously like the jaguars lions have a lot of position of needs but but they're obviously pass rusher like like, if they can fill that void, like, it's a good uh, starting point to build your team around.
1: But, uh, yep. but, yeah, I mean, gee, do you agree with that? Yeah, Detroit, I, I you know how I, I feel about the Lions. I, they're not even, like, a rival to me. I just feel bad for them. Detroit, don't overthink this, please. I'm telling you as a favor, as a backer, just, just take Hutchinson. Don't overthink it. Don't get cute trying to take one of these quarterbacks or – you know, just take, yeah, they'll, the they'll talented, take Kenny Pickett. <laughs> just, just take the talented edge rusher and don't hurt yourself, okay? But I agree, that's what they're going to do. Simple as that. Yeah. And then at number three, the Texans, I have them
0: picking Evan Neal out of Alabama, <laughs> stud offensive tackle, a guy who can uh, protect, uh, uh, what's his name, Davis Mills at the quarterback position. Their, their placeholder for another year, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends how he does this year. I mean, he um, might not be a franchise guy, but but he can be a solid guy. He has the potential, but we'll okay. see. But, um, but either way, like the quarterback class next year is good. But either way, they need an offensive tackle because their line shot. Laramie Tunsil is getting old, and his contract's going to be up soon. So they're going to need another stud offensive tackle to replace him in the, in the future.
1: Yep. So you, you agree with that pick? I know that. 100%. Fun. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think the tackle is the way to go. Evan Neal is the guy. I think I know. There's other tackles like the kid from NC State. Um, yeah, I, like a, 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 a Yeah, Equanu. I, like yeah. I mean, there's Charlie Cross. You know, there's some guy. But I think Evan Neal will be the first tackle off the board. Um, so I agree with the pick. I think that's definitely the way they're going. Yeah, and then at four, I have the Jets <laughs> drafting uh
0: Ike Kwanu. Uh, I know they drafted Makai Becton uh, a couple of years ago, but the right side of the line is very weak and they need to address that right tackle position. Uh, I, I think I could is that guy. Not only that, but Makai Becton, like he's been very injury prone these past couple of years. So, so like they need another stud uh, offensive tackle to protect Zach Wilson, because he's been getting hit a lot. And, you can't you can't afford losing him within his first years because you can't protect him. So, so yeah, I think at that four position with a stud offensive tackle still available, I think they got to take that
1: chance. Agree, agree. I was between that and um, maybe them taking uh, either trading back or taking uh, Sauce Gardner. You know what I mean? Or uh, the you know, cornerback. Yeah, yeah, were one of the corners. But I think I think uh, getting a tackle it's something they're going to do. It's either going to be a quantum or a Charlie cross. I'm I'm good with the quantum. They definitely need to fill out that line to be able to protect Zach Wilson. So good pick. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> at, uh, at number five, I have the New York Giants selecting Charles cross of Mississippi state. Uh, I know Andrew Thomas has been improving year by year. Uh, but, uh, like the Jets, the right side of the offensive line is very, very weak, so they need to address that, that right tackle position. I think Charles Cross can fill that void. Uh, while I think Daniel Jones is going to probably play next year, this is going to be, like, his prove year to see if uh, he deserves that contract extension if he's their franchise quarterback. But
1: yeah.
0: he hasn't – and while I've been shitting on him the past couple of years, he really hasn't had much protection – these past couple years either. So so we'll see what happens if uh, if they can draft
1: another stud offensive tackle on the other side of Andrew Thomas. You agree with that? Um, it's a good pick, but this is where I disagree with you. I think they're going to move Bradbury draft night, and I think they're going to replace him by taking Sauce Garner. I know they have a pick in the seventh, and that's where I think they'll probably go for an offensive lineman, either um, Cross or Quanu if one of them's there. But I I'm I'm fair I think if there's one thing I'm pretty confident in this draft is that the Giants move Bradbury in his contract and they take um Gardner if he's there to replace him. I think Yeah, that's, that's a, a fair point. Of, yeah.
0: I definitely I, agree with that. Like that can definitely happen. They can easily
1: sure. they can easily get a mid round pick. You know, I can get like a third probably at least for Bradbury, who's a really good corner. Just you know, I know he's pretty expensive, but like you know, he's he's played well. It's just he's on a middling team. So his contract doesn't make any sense. No. So, so I think that well, m- Giants,
0: Most of the Giants' contracts don't make sense. No wonder they're freaking over no, the true. cap. They, <laughs> was,
1: they were somehow, yeah, somehow over the cap. They stuck. Yeah, busy. with That's the rookie good. quarterback. I don't know how you do that. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah, I believe they unload him for, a mid, uh, like, a middle uh, mid-round pick. They'll get good value for him by trading him. Draft night, some team will uh, – a playoff fringe team or contender will probably snatch him up. And they'll take Sauce Garden to replace him. That's my opinion, though.
0: I mean, that definitely is a possibility for sure. But, uh, but at number six, I have the Panthers taking in. You're probably going to disagree with me on that. Can you pick it? The quarterback I hate, No, down Pittsburgh. I hate it because
1: I do agree with you. I hate it from my brother. Or I hate it from the Panthers. I really do. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think what they should do is get um either a playmaker or an offensive lineman, you know, to – or a- a- literally anything but Kenny Pickett. I think they should do. Yeah, but I do agree with you. I think they're gonna take Pickett.
0: Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, Sam Darnold's their quarterback right now, and I'm pretty sure they're pretty. The Panthers are done with him, and they want somebody.
1: Carolina to... trade down, trade down, <laughs> collect assets, be smart.
0: Yeah, we know the Panthers' history. They're never smart. So, yeah. I mean, maybe you could apply to be their GM. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that'd, be great, <laughs> that'd be great, though. Yeah, it would be nice. But, uh, but at number seven, I have the Giants picking Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Um, yeah, the Giants, like, they don't really have much at safety right now. And I think Kyle Hamilton, like, seeing him play at Notre Dame, he's a game changer. Like, he is everywhere on the field. He's so good, sideline, sideline. Uh, he's 6'3", long, Yeah, and is a ball hawk. I mean, I think he has potential to be – in my opinion, the best player in the draft. I mean, the only reason why he's at seven is because usually safeties don't get picked like in the top five.
1: 100%. 100%. Agreed. But um, I'm talking about Kyle Hanson. I disagree with the pick. I think the Giants are going to end up taking Charlie Cross. I mean, you kind of talked about it, them. Yeah, better. you talked. Yeah, yeah. Assuming taking, that. They move Bradbury. They'll replace him with Sauce. I think Cross will be there for them at seven. They take him to supplement the other side of the line. You know what I mean, man? And off we go to see if both their tackles can protect Daniel Jones or Tyra Taylor or whoever the hell else they're going to play a quarterback this coming season. Yeah. If they do. Oh, for sure.
0: And then at number eight, I have the Falcons <laughs> selecting Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, yeah, obviously Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year because of gambling. They lost Russell Gage. Uh, and uh, – their, their only real receiving threat is their tight end, Kyle Pitts. So, they need somebody else on the outside to help out Mark, Marcus Mariota. And mm-hmm. I know they have a lot of other position of needs. Like, they don't have any offensive line, uh, any line, running backs, or a lot of defensive holes. But, but I think uh, they need to start out with the wide receiver and start building around that through, through this year's draft. Do you agree with this?
1: Um. It's a good pick, but this is where I think Kyle Hamilton will get selected because I think he'll be there. Yeah. Gonna be, I think he's going to be too talented to pass up for Atlanta if he's still at this spot, which I think he will be. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Team. Yeah, I had so, Kyle Hamilton at seven. That's yeah, yeah, so. If he was there at eight, I think Falcons would select yeah, too. Yeah,
1: which is which is fair. I think for me, he'll probably be there at eight. wouldn't be shocked if he goes earlier, but I think in my world of how things will maneuver, I think he'll be there at eight, and the Falcons – or have so many needs anywhere, might as well take the best player available. The kid's going to be a stun and he'll definitely help out that awful, awful defense. It's oh, a stud. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'll,
0: he'll improve
1: that defense dramatically. Yeah. I think he's that good. He's like, I think he's that big building. of a game changer. Yeah, he is a nice building block to have on that defense. Oh, absolutely. So that's, so that's where I think he'll go. Yeah,
0: and then at number nine, I have the Seahawks selecting Ahmad Garner of uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I know like they don't have any really any quarterbacks. They have Drew Locke and Geno Smith right now. Uh I mean their defense, like it's kind of shot right now. The only positions that they really have right now are wide receivers. But I just think at this point the Seahawks are gonna take whoever's the best player on the board. And I and I know you had Ahmad Garner going five at with the Giants, but if he's there at nine, I think he's he would be the best player on the board, which is why I said the Seahawks are going to select him.
1: Very fair. Um, I think that the way the board would play out um, in my thing, I was thinking, you know, Stingley, the CB from LSU. Yeah. But I think they have so many pressing needs. It's either between him or that address um, from Oregon. Uh, oh, uh, Thibodeau? Thibodeau yeah, Kyle Thibodeau? yeah. Yeah. I'm going go, to go with. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Thibodeau here for them. Actually, no, I'm going to go Stingley. Yeah, they, I think corners are pressing need for them, too. I think they'll take Stingley because he'll be there. He's still a really solid corner. You can build around. Yeah, I'm going to go Stingley. I'll take. I'll have him take the corner there. Yeah. And then at number 10, I have the Jets selecting
0: wide receiver Drake London out of USC. <laughs> uh, I know the Jets have a lot of position of needs. Uh, they selected... Or in my mock draft, they selected an offensive line with the fourth pick. Uh, now I think they need another wide out to help out Zach Wilson. And I think Drake London, like, like he's quick, he's elusive, great route runner, great hands. Uh, I think he'll be good for that system and he'll definitely be able to help out guys like Corey Davis uh, and uh, be great with Braxton Berrios who plays the slot. So, so yeah, I just think he'll be a perfect fit for them.
1: I like it. I'd have him going um, receiver. I'm trying to think of their team because I was thinking of, ta- of them having taken Garrett Wilson. Okay, but I, yeah. But but I feel like they have a bunch of twitchy kind of shorter guys. I think a big bodied receiver, uh, somebody that can get some go balls is what they need. So I'm, I'm going to go Drake London here too for you. I think he okay. just fits with them. Drake London's a fast guy. He's 6'5", I believe. You can throw a ball up in the air. You can get you those jump balls, you know. Not to say Garrett Wilson can, but, you know, height matters when you're looking for, like, a true X receiver. Yeah. You know, and Garrett 100%. Wilson could do it all. But I think, you know, they have um, – they still have Crowder over there? No, they don't have Jamison Crowder. What about – they got Barrios too, right, though? They have Barrios. They have Elijah Moore who's been up and down. Yeah. Denzel He's, Mims is a boss. Die. Yeah, I mean, uh, between Barrios and Elijah Moore, those guys are going to be more of the slot kind of guys. Yeah, exactly. They a – Guy like really on the outside, yeah, yeah, like a true Rex. I think I'm gonna go. I'm good with London there. I think that's good. Yeah. All right. So that's our top ten
0: picks here, and now we are going to go to our perspective teams. So starting with the 21st pick, we have the Patriots. Uh, They have a lot of position of needs. Uh, They're gonna pick there. I don't know who's gonna be available. Uh, G, we talked about this. Like, do you really think they're gonna pick a middle (laughs) linebacker? Like, that's just what your gut feeling is. Um, I mean, it would not surprise me at all if they did, but if they can pick the best player out of either middle linebacker, wide receiver, cornerback, or guard, like, I'll be happy. Like, like just yeah. pick the best
1: player out of those four positions that they need. So, for you guys, guard, I love Kenyon Green. I think he's going to be a, He's giving me like Elkin Jenkins vibes. Like when the Packers are like he this dude, I think he's gonna be a immediate day one starter, pro bowl of a player, like off the jump. That'd be a guy like very versatile God. too, right? Very, very versatile. Who's a guy like I would not be mad if the Packers took him. You know, I know we need receivers, but if we took him in the first round, would we'll not be upset about that. I think he's that good and especially with Elgin Jenkins us being hurt, but when the line gets healthy, I think we would have a, one of the best lines in the league. But for you guys, he's one guy, if you look at offense like a guard. Um, I love Traylon Burks. I think he could possibly be there for you guys if you want a receiver. Um, you guys need play – like us, you desperately need playmakers. So that's a guy that can give you an infusion of energy and playmaking. He's not only twi- fast and twitchy, he's a big, strong receiver who could be difficult to take down. I think he could be a very, very versatile part in the offense, but, like, I just think you guys are going to take Devin Lloyd. Bill Belichick's a defensive guy at heart. I feel like he just believes that if he can just build his defense back up, they can win old-school football, whether I agree with him or not. This is in the early 2000s, the late 2000s yeah. anymore. I still think he thinks you can win. Granted, you guys made the playoffs that way, but I just think the league's changing, and he has to adapt. But I still think he's going to be in his ways of Build an elite defense, have an elite running game, and you know throw the ball like twenty-five times or whatever. I, I let's see I, if that works these days. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think he's gonna go. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I think he needs to get weapons, but I think he's gonna go like Devin Lloyd, who's gonna be awesome. I think, in my opinion, you need some speed in the linebacker position, but I think yeah. you guys are gonna take Devin Lloyd. But if you can get Kenyon Green, if you need an offensive line or like somebody like Traylon Burks, who I think will be there, you know. Who could possibly be there at twenty two? I yeah, think it'd just be a win some, just somebody who can help our position, in need. That's <laughs> yeah, all I'm looking for. It'd be yeah. it'd be a win for you guys. Yeah, and
0: plus, I think Bill Belichick, like, I well, I'm pretty sure you heard, like, he's coaching more offense this year. It sounds like. Yeah. Along with uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, which is uh, <laughs> kind of concerning, but I mean it'll be interesting at the same time. So. No. Yeah, right. So we'll see what happens, but. uh but moving on, we have the 22nd and 28th picks, which are the Packers. Um, I mean, to me, they I think they're going to draft a quarterback. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. They're oh, going to draft a quarterback. <laughs> I, I think they're going to draft um, – who's the guy from uh, Ole Miss? Um, the top – now can't pick it. Uh, the other quarterback who's the top draft prospect. Um
1: Oh, uh, Mac, uh, Malik Willis? No, no, oh, no, no Coral, Cor- Coral. Oh yeah, yeah, Coral, yeah, Coral, Mac Coral, Coral. Matt Coral, Matt Coral. Maybe they can pick Mac Coral. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah, totally. I said Malik Willis, which what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, what I'm hoping is obviously I would ideally like a receiver. You know, someone like Traylon Burks, George Pickens that could be there any of the twenty two and twenty eight spot would be nice. Um I would but if we were not gonna take a receiver, guys I like Kenyon Greed, guard obviously we just touched on. Zion Johnson is also I think another lineman who could be good. I wouldn't be mad at that, but I don't think we really take day one offensive lineman as much. I just you know um I have a feeling we're going to end up taking like a safety like Dexton Hill or something like that. You know what I mean? Who's good, but I just would be confused by it. I know Amos' contract is up and we need more safeties to play in the scheme, but I think there's more pressing needs. So it's totally a Packers thing to do. We're going to take like a safety and like a, a developmental edge rusher or something like that in day one, and it would just piss me off. But, <laughs> but I'm hoping um, that we can take. Either um, Kenyon Green, um, Zion Johnson's good. I would like Traylon Burks, uh, George Pickens, some guys, some guys like that. Um, I think who's that? I know people talk like that. Tackle? What is it from Central Michigan? Like Ryan Ryan Man or whatever? Yeah, something is, is, like is, that. Yeah, is, is he yeah. like twenty five years old though? So like, yeah, he's how, older. Yeah, he's yeah, a so, lot older. So I I, I see some mocks us taking him. I wouldn't want that. I don't want a twenty five year old rookie. Who's switched from tight end to tackle? So I don't know, but um, ideally, you know, or my dream scenario would be if Jordan Davis fell to twenty-two. Yeah, it's just not, gonna I, uh, not gonna happen. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So. Yeah, but I if mean, he, if Jordan if,
0: Davis falls
1: falls before you guys, Patriots are taking him. I'm telling you right now. I hope I hope I'm I hope you're wrong, about that. I hope he falls to twenty-two. We no, should snatch not, him up immediately. Put him next he, to Kenny Clark. I don't care what receivers there at twenty-two. If Jordan Davis is there at twenty-two. Pick him up. And- so he's
0: not going past the Patriots. I am telling you right now,
1: you're not getting him.
0: Uh, <laughs> he's well, not we'll going see.
1: past the Patriots. <laughs> well, we'll see. But those are my those are my scenarios. You know, love. You know, Jordan Davis, any one of these young receivers that fall to us, like I think Traylon Brooks and George Pickens, is more of a range of what it's realistic at us at that range. You know, whether it's to fall to us or make a slight move up, I don't know. So I'm going with more realistic picks. Jordan Davis is a pipe dream, who I just hope falls. That probably won't. But you know, then you know the two t- offensive linemen would be nice too. Um, and there's that uh, I think there's uh the, the edge rusher um from Purdue. I don't think I'd be too mad at him, Carl um, Loftus or whatever his name is. Okay. George, George Loftus. He's from Purdue. Oh, Carl Loftus. I yeah. think,
0: yeah, I think he's gonna be gone before. Yeah, and... I mean,
1: yeah, but you know, there there might be a chance he falls too. I've seen. Yeah, some there's more a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that was not know. I wouldn't be mad at that. We could use another edge rusher to, you know, you can never have too many right now. We really just have Rashawn and Preston Smith. So, but yeah. yeah, get some more depth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll do it for today's episode. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, don't forget to like, and subscribe. We're on, uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, you name it. We're on it. Uh, follow us on Instagram at three got game. And, um, Watch these NBA playoffs. Uh Champions League semifinals is um ramping up. I promise we will get to that. Let's go, Man City. Week. Hey, big win today. They should have won one yeah. more. They should have won one more. I'm just telling you right now. So
0: many, I saw the game.
1: They missed a lot of opportunities. They should they should they should have been they're gonna regret it, I think. But you know, like and subscribe. And uh we'll see you guys next week. Yep, take care stuff. everybody. Good talking to you, GG. You too, bro. Take care. Take care.